You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Start off by sharing um, just a little bit of my testimony with Connect Groups and coming here to this church. Um, so in 2017, um, it was a tough year. We were trying to grow our family and found out we were expecting and shortly after um, actually lost that baby. And so then, you know, we, we launched out, we tried again, and um, that actually had two more losses actually had followed that. So that was a very, very tough year for us, um, but it brought us to where we are now. So, you know, God wastes nothing. Um, so because I went through so much that year, um, I was just in a dark space. I struggled with um, anxiety, and I was struggling with a really dark spirit of fear. Um, and I was just paralyzed, paralyzed with the spirit of fear. That's what it was. And I didn't really know what it was at the time, but now that I look back, like that's what it was. And so um, soon after coming here, my husband found us a connect group to attend. And to be honest, I really didn't want to go. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to go. And he's like, you know, well, we're going to go. And so I tried to make every excuse to get out of it, every excuse to get out of it. But, um, you know, we ended up there. It was a Wednesday night. And as soon as I walked in, um, it felt like family. Um, we were in Willie and Lily Melendez's group. And they were just what I needed and what we needed during that time in our lives. Um, they felt like family. They were real. They were genuine. Um, it was fun. And so during that season of Connect is where God really, like I experienced him like I never have before. And so I walked in so broken, so full of fear. Um, it was bad to the point where like I couldn't even stay home alone because like I was just so afraid of everything. I wouldn't drive, all of that. Um, so Somewhere along that, like during that time, I lost sight of like what we were believing for. And my faith got really shaken to where like I stopped believing just for the best for my life. And I just felt like maybe um, the good was just never going to happen. Like maybe it just wasn't for me. So, um, get my notes. Okay. Um, so yeah, so... I just, yeah, it was just a broken time in my life. So, but thank God, like, even though I stopped believing and I was just like, I'm done, um, my, con my Connect family wasn't done. Yeah. They weren't going to stop believing. <laughs> and, you know, my story reminds me about a story in the Bible that most of us are probably familiar with, and it's of the paralyzed man um, when the other men carry him and lower him through the roof to be in front of Jesus. And um, it's Luke 5, 18 to 20. I think they have it here. I'll read it if some of you are not familiar. It says, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. 
so it's such a beautiful story um, of just friends carrying other friends. Uh, another friend during the darkest time of his life. And so, um, just like me, um, and the, you know, these friends in this story, if you read the whole story, they did whatever it took to get him to Jesus, which is beautiful. And because of their faith, he was forgiven and then healed, if you read the rest of the story. I don't have the rest of the story, but he ends up being healed. So just like <laughs> the story, that story, on some of my darkest days, my Connect family were the ones to carry me when I needed it. Um, they opened the door for me to share, to be honest. They encouraged me. They loved on me. They did life with me. And during a time when I didn't have the faith to believe for myself, they believed for me. And when I didn't believe, you know, I, I knew that Jesus healed and I knew there was healing, but I was like, oh, maybe that's just for other people. That's not really going to happen for me. But they, they, you know, they were like, no, this, this is for you too. So they were believing for me when I couldn't believe. Um, so they declared God's promises over me. They spoke truths to me. And they helped sharpen me. And um, a story, like, I remember the first time being asked to pray at a connect group. And I was, like, mad. Like, how dare them ask me to pray in front of people? Like, don't they know I'm shy? Like, I'm never coming back here ever again. But so much growth happened in that moment. And it was exactly what I needed. <laughs> So, yeah, I grew from that moment, and, you know, because of Connect, because of this church, because of the people that carried me, I'm happy to say that I am healed and set free from those things that I struggled with. I no longer struggle like that. <laughs> and, you know, I stand here today and declare that we will have our miracle baby one day. And now, you know, we get to lead um, Connect. We get the opportunity to lead Connect with, like, our best friends. And those best friends were actually a part of our original Connect that, you know, we first went to. And it's, it's amazing. And, you know, what's amazing is that everything that was done for me in that season of Connect, I now get to help be a part of that for others. And... You know, just like my connect carried me, like we get to carry others. And it's a beautiful thing to be like part of such an amazing community. And you know, you know, when someone needs prayer, you know that they're going to be praying for you. They're not going to say like, oh, yeah, I'll be praying for you. They'll actually pray for you, which is amazing, right? So um, let me see. So, like, this week was a hard week for me, actually. My dad went into the hospital. I was honestly just a little bit of a mess. And I tried to keep it to myself. And I was like, you know, I don't like attention. If you know me, I don't like attention. So I was like, I'm just going to keep it to myself. But I was really struggling. And so I needed in that moment for my connect now to carry me. So I knew posting in the group me, reaching out, like, I knew they were going to pray for me. And shout out to my amazing connect. I love you guys. You guys were all praying for me. I felt your prayers. Everything went well. 
And so I want to speak to the ones today that are going through a tough season like I was um, at that time in my life, before I found my first connect, before I found this church. Um, or maybe you just need like a group of people for those tough days, like when you're going through something, when it's, you know, anything, whatever you're going through. Um, so I want to ask you a question. Who is carrying you? Like, do you have a connect group? Do you have people that are going to carry you? When, you, when your dad's in the hospital or when you're having you know, a hard day or just you're having a loss like I did, if you're going through the same thing as me, like who's gonna carry you during the hard times of your life? And I also um, want to encourage every person that is going through a tech season to find your people who will carry you. The ones that are gonna do whatever it takes to bring you to Jesus the ones that will have the faith to believe for you when you can't believe for yourself. And um, it's not going to be hard to find because there's a whole bunch of us in this church. Just look around. And I'm also not just talking to the people who need to be carried. I'm talking to the ones that God has called in this season to do the caring. So I just want to end with this question and something to think about. Who are you carrying? And, and join me as I welcome up beautiful Leanne Yarber. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Let's give it up for Jesus. <laughs> First of all, I just really want to thank Pastor Lisa and Pastor Michael for their leadership here at Awakened Church. And I don't know if you've been anywhere, but I've never been part of a church that highlights a community amongst its congregation like they do. And just like what the whole culture of Awakened Church does. And so um, I'm going to share with you um, a little bit about my testimony and, and how I found uh, Awakened Church. But I want to start off by putting Hebrews up there, Hebrews 10, 24, 25. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So when I read this, when I read this passage of the scripture, it reminded me of my, my journey in my, in my spiritual walk with the Lord in three different parts. The first part is let us find ways to motivate one another, brings me to where I'm at today at Awakened Church. And the last part of this, it says, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near, brings me back to my Baptist roots because every, every Sunday I hear some laughs because every Sunday we would always hear about the end times, you know? I actually have a whole, the whole Left Behind series Series signed by Tim LaHaye himself, like that was you know that was what I what is what I was used to, but let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, and that brings me to where I was as a child. So my mother's an immigrant from the Philippines, and then from the Philippines, um, my my parents were divorced when I was very young. And from the Philippines uh, comes a lot of different uh, religions, including some Eastern religions. So I was, um, at a very young age, I was initiated one degree for the Maharishi himself. So I was, I was given this, uh, this mantra. So I would, do the, I would do my transcendental meditation in the morning. On my way to mass on Sundays, I would rub the Buddha belly. And that was just part of my life. And so, <laughs> like... There is no connect or community in any of that. Let me just tell you right now, and well, and there's no God either in a few of those, but um, 
Yeah, there, yeah there's, there's no community in, in, in transcendental meditation. It's very solo. And Buddhism is just weird. And then the, in the Catholic Church, in the Catholic Church, you know, there's, there's definitely no connect group. Like, they don't want you reading the Bible because you might find out that there's some misinformation um, that you're getting. So, you know, so I grew up like this. And for those of you that don't know, I'm also um, 16 years separated from alcohol, 20 plus years separated from... Thank you. 20, 20, thank you. 20 plus years separated from methamphetamine. Yes, I used to be a tweaker and a drunk. Yep, I was that. Thank you, Jesus, for being delivered from that. And today I am recovered. I'm not a recovering alcoholic. I'm not a recovering addict. I'm recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body from my one Lord and Savior, Savior Jesus Christ. But I'm also a recovered Catholic. I tell people that too. So, so... From that, from that, I walked away from that, and then I, I thought what I needed was a denomination in my life, so I went to Lutheran, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, and I landed in the Methodist Church, very lukewarm. So I was there for a little bit. And then one day, my husband and I, when we first married, our kids were really little, we went to this one church, and it was an independent Baptist church, where the, for the first time in my life, I actually saw a preacher get up and have a Bible and read from the Bible and then make it relate to my life. I was like, what a concept. And from that day, my life was changed. Yeah, from that day, my life was changed. I went up, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That was almost 30 years ago. And, and um, but, you know, my walk has been different. So I came from this very big mega church, you know, and, and it was very easy to be in a mega church. And even though they had some community and some, some Bible studies and things like that, it was really easy to slip in and slip out and be unseen. And so, and I, so I was in there for years and I would feel like my, my spiritual walk with God was just so stagnant. You know, I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm growing. And what I didn't know was I was lacking community. What I didn't know was that that's what I was lacking. And so my kids went to the school that was on that same campus as that church. You probably know what I'm talking about. And so um, from there, I would follow my kids because they, then they went to a really hip church, another big, big mega church here in San Diego. And we went there. And I'll never forget the first time that we were sitting, <laughs> we were sitting in there. I, I, listen, we, we were so blown away and so floored by this church. It was like so cool and so hip. The pastor was super relatable. And it was like such a mix of culture. I didn't feel like, like a minority at church. I felt like I blended in with everybody else being half Filipino. It was just really cool, you know? So, and then, and then the pastor said something like super hip, like I would never heard in the, in the Baptist church. He goes, I know some of you girls come in here looking for guys. You know, you're wearing your short skirt. Your first name should be Hooch. And your last name should be Mama. And your middle name should be Hoochie Mama or something like that. And I was like, whoa, you can say that in church. I was like so blown away. <laughs> so we stayed there for a while. The, the worship was great. Not as great as it is here, but it was still so much better coming from that, that conservative Baptist church. Same thing, though. Same thing. I found it really easy to go in at 9 and leave at 9.20 and be unseen. You know, and even though there were a lot of different ministries, it was really hard to connect with people for me. It's really hard to connect with people. So a uh, 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 a few years into that, guy you may know, being in the recovery community, um, uh, this, there's this guy, you may know him, his name's Morgan Irwin, and he said, and he said, he told me, he goes, and I saw his transformation, you guys, I've known Morgan for 12 years, you've read his book, I've seen the transformation, I was there, I saw a lot of it, and I saw him go, I saw him become this amazing Christian man, and then he told me he's going to this one church, and he was going to be playing Jesus, and I said, I got to see this, and so I came to Awaken Church probably about four or five years ago, I can't remember how long ago it was, and I saw, and I was blown away by the production 
If you guys have not seen Hero, you've got to go see Hero. I'm telling you right now, don't miss it. We saw Hero, and then all of a sudden, my daughters, again, we follow our daughters to church. And so they came to awaken them. We, I remember, I'll never forget, I was sitting in church at, at, um, at the Balboa campus. This is before we had East Campus. And I was sitting there, and I heard Pastor Jurgen share um, a preach, a word on David in a perspective I'd never heard before, and I've never felt, I, I can remember that moment sitting there, and I looked and I grabbed my husband's hand, Brian, and I said, this is a Holy Spirit-filled church. We're not going anywhere. And I, I don't even know where that came from. I don't even know, like, I've never even said anything like that before. I just said, this is a Spirit-filled church. So I remember Pastor Jurgen sharing that he had said that, you know, he had a vision for 16 campuses. 16 campuses just in San Diego. And I thought, why not just big, build a big mega church for the same reason that I just shared? Because you can get so, for that same reason that I just shared. Because we get 16 campuses all over San Diego County, right? We can reach everybody. Communities just like this one. And within this community, we have other communities. And that's where Connect comes in. That's where Connect comes in. And that's where we can connect. Because God wants us to do life together. God wants us to do life together. He wants, God wants us, wants come to my house, come into my home. And that's what this is about. Family, that's something that I never got in another church ever before. So Acts 2, 2 44, 47. Before I, before I go there, let me just share this. So my husband and I, a couple years ago, we started a recovery connect group at our house. And we had people, this is before we had Awaken Recovery. And so we had people coming from, literally from like Escondido, from, from South Bay, from, from Central. And they were all coming in, in, at, our, at our connect group. And then this year, we decided, look, we're just going to do a regular connect group. Just a regular connect group. We're not going to make it Recovery Connect. You know, we have Awaken Recovery. But God just kept bringing these people from other churches, like I'm like, I, I think there were maybe three or four people in our connect group this year that were just from Awaken that weren't really in recovery for anything, but people were coming to our house from other churches, and I'm like, okay, who are you? And <laughs> thanks, Bill. <laughs> like he was bringing all these people that needed recovery from drugs and alcohol, but listen, we have learned that you don't have to be in recovery just from drugs and alcohol. We can be in bondage from so many things. We can be in bondage from codependency. We can be in bondage from fixing, controlling, chaos creating, from food, from lack of food, from sex, from porn, from anything. Like We are all affected some way or another by ourselves or someone else who was affected who needs recovery. And, but, and through that, we need community. And through that, we need community. Acts 2, 44. 47 says this, says all the believers were together and had everything in common. Even though we, did, we thought that we didn't have everything in common, right? There are people that had never been affected by drugs and alcohol, but, but we have this in common. We're in bondage to something. They sold their property and possessions to give um, anyone who had need. We found ourselves, Brian, found ourselves like sponsoring people to go to Emerge and giving them a roof over their head and just helping some people out from our hearts. Listen, every day they continued to meet together in their temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added it to their number of days and those who were saved. Listen. 
I, I, I don't know if you've been in Connect. I don't know if this is the first time that you've been to this church. Maybe this is all you've ever known is to be in a Holy Spirit-filled church, a Spirit-filled church like this. Maybe all you've known is Awaken. If that's it, you hit the jackpot. Listen, you don't need to go anywhere else. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, take it from me. You just heard my testimony. I've seen world religions. I've seen, I've seen different denominations. I've been, I've been through them all. There's nothing like this church. There's nothing like community. There's nothing like Awakened as like what we do here and what we try to bring up here. We bring up leaders. We bring up people. We, like, like, like our last speaker just talked about, sharing and being able to help and pray. Like I never knew I could lay hands on someone and pray for somebody to be healed, right? I came from a church that says, if it's God's will, you know, they'll be healed. It's like, you know, my daughter was in... Um, at the church she went to, it was a Baptist church, and she would get thrown in the office, like when she, she went to a Baptist um, private school, and she would ask that question. She's like, we have a little girl who's, who's, um, who's dying of cancer, and she goes, can't we pray that she be healed? And they're like, go to the office. Like, like no, no explanation or nothing. So poor Brooke was always being sent to the office asking a question. Like, you know, and that was so confusing. Listen, if you're here and you haven't signed up for a connect group, I, I honestly encourage each and every, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Thank you. Okay. That, that was amazing. That motivated me. Great job. My name's Stan. I wore this jacket for Jake. Um, but of course, uh, I've been a so I've been a Christian my whole life, but I've only only known Jesus since about 2006. Some of y'all can relate to that. Um, but it wasn't until about four years ago, coming into this house that the relationship with Jesus Christ for me and my wonderful wife, Elena, uh, just exploded exponentially off the charts. We showed up and we're like, are we even saved? Because there's something else going on here. And I just want to completely 100% attribute it to the call that uh, Pastor Leanne and Pastor Jurgen answered coming out here, planting this church 16 years ago. Pastor Michael, Pastor Lisa, thank you so much for just cultivating this soil that we're planted in. We are growing so strong, and I can't wait to see 16 campuses and beyond. So just kind of my opening, opening, my opening statement, I, I feel like I hear myself. The opening statement I want to say is none of you are here by accident. Every single one of you are here right now because you have a call on your life. You're not, you're not just part of the herd, part of the numbers, just part of the people getting pushed into connect groups. You have something on your life. You came in here to receive healing, to receive life, and life more abundantly. But you also are in here to bring healing to the church, to bring a wholeness to the body of Christ. And I just want to open up and share that with you today. Uh, we learned that since coming here. Um, in 2017, me and Elena were hungry. Uh, and we came into this fertile soil and realized there's amazing things going on. So we just sought out a connect group right away. Uh, I did spend 21 years in the Marines and was active duty when we showed up. Yep. And in yeah. honesty, we were only going to do two years here and then go back to the East Coast and continue serving in our local church there. But the Lord had other plans. As we went into our first connect group, we just started being loved on. And uh, we just started, we realized that people wanted to get to know us. 
People were talking to us like we've got gold inside of us. There's gold in us to be activated and released. And there's gold in each one of you. Not for the purpose of, oh, I'm going to get that gold out of them. But this world needs what the gold you have inside of you. And uh, through that connect, thank you. This is better. This is better? This is better. The, uh, aside from that family connect group, there's all sorts of other ways to connect and serve. I found myself going to men's prayer in the morning, learning how to preach and to pray. And that's 5.30 Tuesday morning right here. And for women, it's 7, 7 a.m. right here every Thursday morning. If you want to learn how to pray, come here. Get connected. The, uh, and I learned that not only was I loved and I was known by these, in these connect groups and our families started growing and getting healthy. And even though we were spirit-filled Christians, speaking in tongues, praying over people, believing everything the Bible said, we had so much religion on us. I remember the first time we walked in, I'm like, why is everybody so good looking? Why is everything, everything so perfect? Why are we having these summer nights? They were calling block parties. Like, why are we having block parties? We could be giving that money to the poor. I realized I was being a little bit of a Judas, that spirit of religion. But you know what? Being in connect group broke that off of our life. Broke it off. Taught us, taught us that we were saved by grace and God's mercy, but then there's something else to step into. Started going to uh, an additional men's prayer, and that's really where I started realizing um, that God wanted me, and he needed me as a, body, a, a part of the body of Christ. Eventually, I, I, I was a part of a, our Merge Men's Conference, and I was on a team with an amazing group, and I learned and to how to pray with people, how to, how to pray and see healing over people's lives, how to pray and see marriages restored and hope and joining with the Holy Spirit in this wonderful mission to restore heaven back to earth. And then we uh, stepped out on our own, and we, we, we joined, and we started doing a co-connect after we left our other connect group. And it was just so amazing that then, that, the, then our friends that became very close to us, we saw that the Lord raised them up and then released them, went from just being um, feeling probably obscure they felt obscured and just part of just showing up. And then they're leading right now an entire service of kids at another campus. And uh, they're just living their best life, being activated. And it's through connect and through relationship. So by stepping into a connect group for us personally, when we arrived, we were strengthened. We were healed, sharpened. And the Holy Spirit was able to flow in our life greater than it ever was before. And there was a unity there was a unity uh, amongst us that allowed impossible things to become possible. And uh, today I want to say to each one of us, none of us are as strong as all of us. And uh, there is a strength that comes with unity. There's a healing. There's an undefeatable mindset when it comes to unity amongst us. And, uh, you know, we talked about uh, don't forsake the fellowship of the brethren, uh, having unity. And uh, there's two portions in the Bible where I see unity just jump out. And the impossible becoming impossible. And the first one's kind of weird. It's, um, it's back in the book of Genesis. And to give a little prelude on it, uh, there was this, everyone in the entire world at that time all spoke the same, same language. And they were all very well connected to each other because they just built great community. However, they decided that, like, man, we are so awesome. We should build a ginormous city with a huge tower. And we can reach the heavens and let the entire earth know how amazing we are. And uh, does that sound like someone? Someone that we come against all the time? Someone by the name of Lucifer, Satan, trying to make himself? Well, in Genesis 11:5, the Lord sees this and he says, the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. And he said to the heavenly host, look, the people are united. 
And they all speak the same language. And at this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down there, confuse the crap out of them, and mess up their languages and, and stop all this nonsense. Then they won't be able to understand each other. And that thing jumps out to me huge. Like, unity can be operated in the wrong spirit. And uh, to shift over, we've got the day of Pentecost, and um, uh, I almost called you Pastor Leanne. So, uh, future Pastor Leanne, she said that, um, uh, she hit on this as well, but in, uh, in Acts, when Jesus ascended into heaven after uh, being crucified on the cross, put in the grave, and then resurrected from the grave, he told the disciples that, that I must go to the Father and wait for me because I will send you the helper. I will send you the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, the disciples at that time were waiting together, and they were in one accord, in one place, much similar to the days of the city and tower of Babel. But then this one, they were, they were centered together, waiting and expecting on God to come in one accord, in one place. And that's what we strive to in our connect groups is we're in one accord, in one place. And this is what happens. This is what happens when we do that under the banner of, of Jesus Christ. In Acts 2, 3 through 4, it says, Then what, what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And every, every, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability this was the day of Pentecost, the day that was promised. The reason Jesus isn't physically in form with us right now is that he went to heaven so that when we come together in unity and we worship him and we, we come together and we connect and we work out all our ish and we work out all our issues, that he will come in, in the form of the Holy Spirit and he will ha inhabit each one of us. It's one thing when we're saved and we, 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 put our, we put our sins on the cross, and Jesus Christ dies for our sins to free us from that pain, free us from that death. It's another thing to progress all the way forward and realize we are going to be living a life as overcomers because we have decided to connect with each other, and we've decided to get closer to his notes, but we've decided that, that as we walk this journey together, that no weapons formed against us is going to prosper. And that, um, you know, Psalm 33 states that when there's unity, that the Lord commands a blessing over our lives. And it's very important. You know, um, let me read this real quick. The, um, now, the devil wants to keep us from connecting. He wants to keep us from unity, harmony. Uh, he wants to fill us full of offense, bitterness, from even the ones who love us the most. Most. And I mean, the very first thing me and Elena encountered when we came in was um, some of those things. Like, why is everybody, meh, meh, meh. and we just keep going, talking all this. And we realize, like, wait a minute, the devil's trying to offend us, trying to take us out. And I want to take a moment today as I close that um, I know, because it's happened to us, because uh, we spent many years, just me and Elena. And you listen, we've heard of the dysfunctional individual person that doesn't need connection. I, got, I just got Jesus. I don't need to be connected. But you know, you can have dis dysfunctional couples that have the same mindset because they're one flesh. So many times in our lives, we've been, oh, we're good. We got each other, us and Jesus. But that's a lie. The devil's trying to, he's trying to take you away. He's trying to separate you, just like the National Geographic videos. He's trying to make you that gazelle or that wildebeest off in the distance so he can pick you off. Well, today's the day for an opportunity. It doesn't matter if you've been hurt by a, a, a leader in church. It doesn't matter if your best friend or a stranger has spoken things. We're, we're human, 
And as the Lord calls us and activates us, we're still in the process. We're still in the process of attaining that glory he's told us about. So today I just want to speak over you and I want to pray over you. If this is you, you can raise your hand. You can just affirm inside. You can pray with me as I pray over you. But today's the day where offense is going to be broken off of you. Where it's like, hey, I'm an introvert. Listen, it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert bouncing all over the place, like me and Leanne, the, uh, the, you're still called to connection, still called to community. And uh, so let me pray over you today as I close before I call up Pastor Michael. Father, I thank you so much for the power of connection, Lord God. And I thank you that in this place, Lord, that unity does reside. In this firm, fertile soil, Lord God, we will not be shaken. So today, Lord God, for bitterness and offense, we cancel our agreements with it. We forgive those, Lord Jesus, that, that have come against us, that have not done us right. And we open up again, Lord God, to the thought of being vulnerable, being transparent, trying, trying this again. Because we know, Lord God, where there's community, where there's connection, that you do command that blessing. And Lord, today I speak over each one of us. And I thank you, Lord God, that your plans for us are good that you have a future for us with a hope. And I thank you, Lord God, for connection and community. And we, we, we agree today as we come here and we come against the plans of the enemy and we, say, we, we lock arms from the left and to the right of us today, Lord God, as we take ground for you, we lift up the power of the name of Jesus in this place. And I release healing over those, Lord, who need healing, strength and courage over those who need strength and courage today. As we reestablish our self, Lord, not just in connection with you, but connection with each other today. Burying each other in each other's sins, in each other's um, downtimes, in each other's victories, Lord God. We share that today in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.